0: Hello to all my pharmacistas and my pharma and everybody in between. Welcome to the Pharmacy Association of Saskatchewan Weekly Update Podcast. My name is Kim. I'm a community pharmacist working in Saskatoon and often I find myself wishing that my emails would read themselves. Unfortunately, no one is planning to read my emails to me, but I'm going to read your emails to you. Why don't we do some gentle stretching today? We can loosen up all the crunchy parts of us that get stiff and tense working in the pharmacy. My neck is making a weird popping noise right now, so we'll start there. Uh, And I would say neck and shoulders, upper back, lower back, hips, knees, ankles, all my little feet bones. Oh! Anyways, um, let's get started. We're gonna read today the PASS Weekly Update from April 16th, 2021. I have got the PASS Weekly Update from April 16th, 2021 loaded up here. And right off the hop, I see a couple things that are gonna be of top interest to us. Some new information has been added to the COVID-19 Immunization and Community Pharmacies document put out by PASS. As well, there's some new information about the vaccine hesitancy campaign that PASS will be launching. Let's get into it. Okay, I've loaded up the PASS document, COVID 19 Immunization in Sask Pharmacies, and we are going to read the highlighted bits because that is the new information, and we already know the old information because you are avid listeners to this podcast. Regarding PASS communications, The recorded version of the past webinar from April 7th is available to all pharmacy team members for free. Feel free to share with your colleagues and they do have a link in here for the webinar and the slide deck. Regarding the COVID-19 immunization fee, there's a document now that is available. It's called Claims Procedure Document and they have a link here that uh, we can use to access it. Details for this document include billing procedures, the DINs for the vaccines, details about immunizing in alternate locations, congregate living settings, and private homes. Regarding the documentation requirements, it looks like the uh, screening and consent form has been completed. That's awesome. It says pharmacists can create their own if it is compliant with the SCPP and DPEBB requirements, or they can use the consent form created by MedSask. Obviously, I want to check that out, so let's click on that. It's beautiful. At a glance, I can't think of any reason not to use it. It's why make more work for yourself. Along with the form, MedSask has created an accompanying guide and FAQs to help assess patients receiving immunizations. Please note MedSask will be offering a webinar on the usage of the form and guide. Details will be provided directly to pilot stores and more broadly for the larger provincial rollout. New, healthcare worker screening and documentation. It will be required to record and report on the administration of COVID-19 immunization to categorized healthcare workers. Categories are included in the MedSask immunization screening and consent form. New, daily vaccine inventory tracking. It will be required to report on the number of COVID vaccine doses received and provided on a daily basis to a central repository called the Vaccine Distribution Tracking System. Details can be found here, and there's a link. New vaccine information sheet. It will be required to have available the vaccine-specific information sheet for patients during immunization regarding the different vaccines, so Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, AstraZeneca, CovaShield. Wallet cards will be mandatory. It says they will be supplied, meaning automatically shipped to our pharmacies along with the vaccines, so that's awesome. Takes a little bit of additional work off of our plates if they're just gonna send them to us automatically. There's a new form here called Reporting of COVID-19 Vaccine Adverse Events of Special Interest. Dear colleagues, the Public Health Agency of Canada requires reporting of specific adverse events of special interest following immunization with COVID-19 vaccines using the National Adverse Event Following Immunization Reporting form. They have a link for that here, but probably you're familiar with it because you are all using it whenever it is relevant to your practice, right? Local public health is to inform the Ministry of Health of these adverse events of special interest immediately upon notification. Please assess patients or clients for their history of COVID immunization upon their presentation to you and document on the medical chart, etc. Okay, so the special interest events, thrombotic events, including pulmonary embolism, venous thromboembolism, i.e., deep vein thrombosis, phlebitis, thromboflebitis, a stroke, if it's possible to confirm if the stroke was embolic or hemorrhagic, please specify. Limb ischemia, abdominal thrombosis such as adrenal vein thrombosis, portal mesenteric vein thrombosis, or cerebral venous thrombosis. Two, hemorrhagic disease or bleeding disorders, including, for example, abnormal uterine bleeding warranting urgent care. Three, thrombocytopenia. Four, other coagulation or blood disorders such as disseminated intravascular coagulation, hemolytic uremic syndrome, or complement disorders. Please share this letter with healthcare partners as appropriate. Sincerely, Dr. Saqib Shahab, Chief Medical Health Officer. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Let's go back into the previous document we were reading. This is our past what you know document. Oh, there's a new thing here called vaccine supply problem report. When I click on that, it brought me to the big COVID immunization manual on the eHealth Saskatchewan website. And this thing has gotten big, so I'm just going to control F for the words we're searching here. Ah, vaccine supply problem report. It seems like this form encompasses all types of problems related to vaccine supply, so it talks a little bit about vaccine wastage, and it asks about the details of that. Drawing less than the recommended number of doses from a vial. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a two-pager. It's a little different than what we're used to with flu shots, maybe because COVID vaccine is precious like gold. Okay, well that exists. Let's keep looking at this main document, the past what we know. Oh, COVID-19 immunization program start date. The exact delivery date of COVID vaccines from McKesson is not yet known. New, the Moderna vaccine pilot portion of the community pharmacy program has been delayed due to vaccine shipment delays. Calls to pharmacies for participating in the Moderna portion are on hold. New, the Pfizer vaccine pilot is on track, starting with 10,000 Pfizer doses to be delivered to some Saskatchewan pharmacies the week of April 26th. Pharmacies being asked to participate in this pilot will be contacted no later than Monday, April 19th. Types of vaccines being provided to pharmacy. Each pharmacy will be sent vaccine chosen based on current regional usage and vaccine supply. Different pharmacies may receive different vaccines. New, all vaccines approved by Health Canada will be considered for distribution to pharmacies. It's expected that pharmacies will receive their allotment of one brand of vaccine only for the duration of the program. New, AstraZeneca vaccine and Covishield vaccine are interchangeable. They are the same product but just made in different countries. Patients are required to receive the same vaccine if a second immunization is required. See, that used to be a weird phrase to me, but now I realize that there's that Johnson & Johnson Janssen, I believe it's called, somewhere in the pipeline, and that's a single-dose vaccine. Public Education. New Saskatchewan public campaign. Pass along with several other healthcare agencies have been developing a public education campaign to promote COVID immunizations to the Sask public. Look for the social media campaign. It will roll out the week of April 19th, and it's called Hope is Within Arms Reach. We are sick of this 2.ca. That's cute. Clicking on that. Oh, I like the appearance of this website. Uh, it doesn't make me think of COVID at all, but it's colorful and I like that. There's a letter to the public. It says Dear Saskatchewan, we know you're exhausted. You are also incredible. You've sacrificed so much for so long now. We have one more thing to ask of you please, as soon as it's your turn, get your vaccine. We want to see you cheering on the green and white, rocking out at a concert, excitedly waiting to board your flight, hugging your family and friends, not hooked up to a ventilator. It doesn't matter how exhausted we all are, whether you're young, healthy, COVID does not care. The only one way to stop it is to roll up your sleeve and get vaccinated. We assure you any vaccine you're offered is safe, common side effects are uncontrollable giddiness and the release of happy tears. I experienced this. Please keep following the guidelines and book your vaccine appointment or go through a drive through or walk-in clinic when you can. Most of all, thank you for helping to protect you and your loved ones, all of us and your loved ones and thousands more of your neighbours you don't even know. Everyone is someone's loved one, right? We are so close, Saskatchewan. If we do this together, we'll get there. Love from your frontline healthcare workers. Alright, I'm back in the past document. It says also there's a new healthcare worker campaign. It says PASS along with the provincial government and other healthcare agencies are working on a campaign in education specific to healthcare workers to achieve an immunization rate of over 85%. If you or your facility staff have questions or concerns about receiving the COVID vaccine, please take a look at these resources to help answer your questions. There's a list of links that you can click on here. There's a vaccine uptake support page on the Sask Health Authority website. There's a YouTube video by Dr. Scott Knapper called Vaccine Development, Efficacy and Hyperselectivity. It's 34 minutes long. There's a YouTube video about vaccination in pregnant and breastfeeding patients. It's 28 minutes by Dr. Lexi Ragouche. There's a YouTube video that's 30 minutes called MHO Perspective on Vaccination by Dr. Malehi Kaketla and another YouTube video called Cultural Influences on Vaccine Hesitancy that's 21 minutes long by Judy Pelly. So that's pretty cool. I'm particularly curious myself about the pregnant and breastfeeding patients because I definitely want them to have the benefits of being vaccinated, but all of those trials are not completed as far as I know. I could be way out to lunch. So I need to watch this video by Dr. Ragouche and I will, but not right now because you are listening to me and if I go silent for 28 minutes, you're gonna get real bored. There's a CPHA public campaign. It says, feel free to use this explainer video in your social media with advice for patients on what pharmacists want them to know about getting vaccinated at the pharmacy. So that is available. It's once again in this pdf called what we know from pass and then there is a new update about pooling a vaccine in an attempt to ensure the most vaccine as possible can be administered up to three vials of the same vaccine same lot can be used to pool up to one dose of vaccine for administration details can be found here click on this link all right it says pooling residual covid vaccine to obtain a full dose On March 10, 2021, the SASC COVID-19 Immunization Oversight Committee approved the temporary practice of pooling residual COVID vaccine from up to three vials to obtain a full dose. The practice change was brought forward as a strategy to protect as many individuals as possible from COVID while initial vaccine supplies are limited. Recognizing there is a potential risk of contamination with pooling vaccine, careful consideration was given to weigh the risks versus benefits of implementing the practice. It was determined the risk of contamination is relatively low compared to losing doses of the vaccines to prevent morbidity and mortality from COVID-19. The Standing Committee on Immunization, the COVID-19 Immunization Clinical Expert Advisory Committee, and Sask Health Authority Infection Prevention and Control were consulted prior to approval and are in support of the practice change. A work standard has been developed to guide immunization practice and mitigate potential risks of contamination. It is found on the COVID-19 Immunization Manual website. The need to pool vaccine doses will be re-evaluated as more ample vaccine supply is received. Alright, we've got through that past document. I have exclusively read you the things that are highlighted as being new updates, but it is a seven pager. Listen to the previous podcast episodes or read it for yourself. It is available to you. I'm looking at the email again. I'm going to click on the vaccine hesitancy campaign. <laughs> it's, uh, some of these are a little sassy. I like it. It's <laughs> it says, get vaccinated so you have a reason to put on pants again. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. I'm recording this in my pajamas. I'm sure you assumed that, but now you know for sure. <laughs> this one's good too. Get vaccinated for the ones you love and the ones you barely tolerate. Ah, <laughs> uh, That's cute. So I'm not entirely sure what I'm looking at with this. I think they might be pictures that are intended for use on social media, but they're in a weird format. They're uh, just like all on uh, PDF. I know I could, like, mess around with this some, but I'm not that motivated. I think they will probably make it more accessible to us once they have had a chance to work on this a little more. All right, I am back in the email. And there's an update from the drug plan. It says COVID-19 vaccine and immunization fee claims procedure. It's four pages long. I'll read you some of this. I feel like this might be the type of document you want to actually physically lay your eyeballs on. So to reiterate, it is the April 16th, 2021 past weekly update and it's a link entitled Drug Plan Extended Benefits Branch COVID-19 Vaccine and Immunization Fee Claims Procedure. It's called Pharmacy Bulletin number 761 from April 15th. The official start date for SAS Community Pharmacy provision of COVID vaccine is anticipated to be the week of April 26th. The billing procedure for the Drug Plan and Extended Benefits Branch COVID-19 Immunization Program, SIP, will require the adjudication of both the COVID-19 vaccine product and the CIF to the DPEBB as a single transaction on the date of immunization service. There's a table for us called Table 1, and it is the billing procedure for the different types of vaccine. And it tells you how to set it up in your computer. It looks like it's got the different um, options that need to be populated when you create a drug card. The Drug Plan Extended Benefits Branch will pay a CIF, I believe that's COVID immunization fee, to pharmacies according to Table 2, commencing on the official start date of SIP when publicly funded vaccine is administered. The SIF payment to the pharmacy is for all activities expenses related to provision of the immunization service. Before administering the vaccine, it's expected that pharmacists have discussions with their patient, review the patient's PIP, profile, and immunization record in the eHealth viewer to confirm whether the patient has previously received a publicly funded COVID vaccine. In addition, pharmacists must identify whether the individual is a healthcare worker or a resident of a licensed personal care home and record the appropriate risk factors in the online Provincial Vaccine Risk Factor Portal. Please review the COVID-19 Immunization Program Policy Document and the Vaccine Risk Factor Portal User Guide. No incentives can be provided. They have some information here for contacting the drug plan if you are having any troubles setting up the files or doing the actual billing of the vaccine and fee. I didn't hear about the Vaccine Risk Factor Portal. So that, I don't know how I missed that. Maybe it's new. Oh, it says it's under development. I followed the link. It took me to the COVID-19 immunization program stuff on the formulary website. And it does just say Vaccine Risk Factor Portal user guide under development. So stay tuned for that. We'll learn more probably next week or maybe a couple weeks. I don't know how long it'll take. Now we can read our Sask Health Authority stakeholder update. This one is dated April 15th. It's our Sask Health Authority update and it says more than 200,000 immunizations have taken place since the campaign began including 176,000 in mass clinics and 70,000 from drive-throughs. There are currently three approved vaccines for use in Saskatchewan. All are safe and all are needed to prevent serious illness and death in our family, friends and ourselves. Dr. Tanya Diener is proud to have received her AstraZeneca vaccine this past week. All that and more in our weekly five-minute message. Please see the Government of Sask website for updated info on vaccine rollout. A message from Dr. Kevin Wasco, Physician, Executive, Integrated Rural Health. I would like to acknowledge the anxiety and hesitancy about receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine, but also state that the risk is likely overstated. The COVID-19 AstraZeneca vaccine is a good vaccine that is extremely effective at preventing serious illness and death. It also likely reduces transmission. If it is offered to you, please get it as soon as you can. Again, the best vaccine is the one you are offered. If you are eligible and can receive a vaccine today, go get it regardless of brand. They have a little picture of the infographic from Sask Health. It says COVID-19 vaccine and blood clot risks. AstraZeneca vaccine, 4 in 1 million or 0.0004% of people. Birth control pill 901 million, 0.09%. Average Canadian, 1,290 in 1 million, 0.13%. COVID 19 infection, 147,000 million, 14.7%. So yeah, I know there's debate about whether or not the blood clot thing is actually related to the vaccine or not, but even if it is, the risk of it is way, 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 way less. Versus if you get a COVID infection or are just a regular person, <laughs> or if you're on birth control, which many people are. This graphic has been shared more than 1.3 thousand times on Sask Health Authority's Facebook page. Are you one of them? Help fight vaccine hesitancy and share trusted scientific information with friends and families so we can all hashtag stick it to COVID. The next section of this document is entitled AstraZeneca Safe Option That Saves Lives. The World Health Organization, Health Canada and other agencies around the world have stated that the benefits of AstraZeneca vaccine far outweigh the risks. Some countries, including Canada, have taken the precautionary measure of recommending that the vaccine only be offered to those 55 years of age and older. This change was in response to reported rare European cases of blood clots in four in one million vaccine doses administered. This risk, when put in perspective of blood clots occurring within the general population, is extremely low. Other daily risks for blood clots include taking birth control pills, smoking, obesity, and postpartum conditions, which all rank significantly higher than the risk of vaccine-induced prothrombotic immune thrombocytopenia, Vipit, or blood clots related to the administration of AstraZeneca. On April 7th, the European Medicines Agency Safety Committee stated that unusual blood clots with low blood platelets should be listed as very rare side effects of Vaxzevria, formerly COVID-19 vaccine AstraZeneca. On the same day, the UK Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency reported By 31st of March, 20.2 million doses of COVID-AstraZeneca vaccine have been given in the UK, meaning the overall risk of these blood clots is approximately 4 in a million who receive the vaccine. Dr. Julie Stackew, hematologist-oncologist, medical director for the SAS Cancer Agency and COVID-19 Vaccination of Vulnerable Populations, which is physician-led, reflected on the issue of blood clots. The fact is that you have a greater chance of getting a blood clot from flying on an airplane than you do from AstraZeneca, by a sizable margin. If we don't take every chance we have to be immunized and end this pandemic, none of us will have an opportunity to get on a plane and take that risk anytime soon. The importance of developing this awareness among the medical community and the population at large is that rare blood clots associated with the AstraZeneca vaccine can be treated when symptoms present themselves. It's also important to note that the risk of blood clots due to COVID-19 is significantly higher at approximately 20% for hospitalized patients and 1-2% even in uncomplicated COVID infections. Delaying the opportunity to receive the vaccine offered in order to wait for your vaccine of choice is potentially a risky decision. If you are 55 and older, don't hesitate. Vaccinate today. Your life may depend on it. Here's a blurb called COVID-19 Variants of Concern Update. The number of COVID-19 variants of concern cases in Saskatchewan continues to increase significantly every day. This is very concerning given the number of people, especially young people in our province's intensive care units. These variants of concern are highly contagious, can result in more severe disease and should be considered dangerous. It is very important that we as healthcare workers continue to follow all public health orders and guidelines and encourage our loved ones and community members to do the same. The next update, it says Regina and Saskatoon mass immunization sites change vaccine for bookings. Starting Friday, April 9th, Regina immunization drive through will be reallocating AstraZeneca vaccine to the Regina mass immunization sites at the International Trade Center and University of Regina. The drive through will be administering Pfizer vaccine. Saskatoon's mass immunization clinics at Merlis Belcher Hall and Prairieland Park will also begin administering AstraZeneca vaccines starting Saturday, April 10th to allow for redeployment of Pfizer vaccine to Regina. Changing which brand of vaccine is available in the drive through improves Sask Health Authority's overall vaccine access for everyone by removing age barriers for those under 55 and allows us to meet our goal of immunizing as many people as quickly as possible. Regina's drive through has been a great success, administering more than 20,000 doses of vaccine already. However, the drive through experienced a slowdown in demand this week, due in part to having offered vaccinations to a majority of those who were eligible and wanted it. Given the AstraZeneca vaccine at present is not recommended for people under 55 years of age, switching the vaccine delivery allows the Sask Health Authority to maximize the efficient use of vaccines we have available based on eligibility criteria. If you are an eligible Phase 1 healthcare worker or know of a clinically extremely vulnerable patient under the age of 55 who is booked for vaccine through a mass immunization clinic, we will accommodate you. If you're in Regina, all bookings for the ITC mass clinic remain unchanged, but those booked for U of our clinic will be rescheduled. You will be contacted to reschedule. In Saskatoon, booked appointments will be kept without concern. Why is Regina being targeted? There's an increased risk of variants of concern transmission in Regina and area. Accelerating vaccination to younger age groups has been recommended. The decision to provide Pfizer in the Regina drive through for those under age 55 and AstraZeneca at the mass immunization sites for 55 and over utilizes the vaccine allotments in the most effective manner. This abides by the NACI guidelines on AstraZeneca for populations 55 and older only and provides flexibility to protect as many residents as possible below age 55 while still ensuring the safety of our oldest, most vulnerable populations. Ultimately, our goal is to get more vaccine into people's arms as fast as possible given the spread of variants of concern in the Regina area. The decision will be evaluated and allow consideration for other areas of the province in the future. Due to the spread of those variants, added strain is being put on our ICU capacity and bringing younger, more acute patients into our hospitals. Currently, the mean age of those in hospital with a variant of concern in Regina is 32 years old. Both vaccines are safe, effective, and approved by Health Canada. We recommend residents take the vaccine offered to them as vaccine supply and availability can be unpredictable. Please weigh the benefits to the risks when considering being immunized. Oh, this is a question that I get all the time and mostly my answer is, uh. It says, I had my first COVID vaccine. How do I book my second dose? Answer. Second doses of COVID vaccine are not yet being booked. On March 4th, 2021, the government of Saskatchewan announced our province would be following the National Advisory Committee on Immunization recommendation to allow the extension of the interval between the first and second dose up to four months. This will allow as many people as possible to be vaccinated with the first dose. Details on second dose availability will be shared on the Saskatchewan website when it opens up. So basically by answering, "Ah," I am correct. People might like it if I use more words though, so those are the words that I will use. I scrolled through the remainder of this document. It's quite large today. It's 10 pages. I feel like that's twice the size of usual. They do have some information about how the vaccines are moved around the province and stuff like that, as well as some human interest stories about frontline workers. So if you have the time and the will to read those, feel free. It is in the... Past Weekly Update from April 16th, and it is the link entitled SHA Stakeholder Update. Moving swiftly along, there is a link in the email called Student Advocacy Class Project, and it says, past staff provided preceptorship to four pharmacy students for their health advocacy project. The students developed a social media campaign on vaccine hesitancy, educating and encouraging the public to get routine and COVID-19 immunizations. The following social media posts were created by Amina Rizwan, Chelsea Elson, Jody Brown, and Sharon Oakborough and will appear on the past social media channels in the coming days. Oh, it's cute. It looks magical. Says, fact or fiction, COVID-19 vaccines are unsafe because they were developed too quickly. Fiction. And then it goes on to explain why. There are seven pages of these little factor fiction. They're very cute, but I don't want to ruin them for you because it sounds like they're going to get shared on social media. So I won't read them all. You just can wait and uh, be delighted by them as they come out. Also in this email, we have some uh, links to news articles keeping up on our current events. There's a link from Global News. It's called What We Know So Far About COVID-19 Immunizations in Sask Pharmacies. They actually seem to know more than we do. If this is correct, it probably is if it's been linked with no commentary. By Kelly Skurvjan, Global News. Sask Pharmacies will soon be joining mass immunization drive-through and walk-in clinics by administering COVID-19 vaccines. A pilot phase is set to begin the week of April 26, if vaccine supply allows. A total of 13 community pharmacies will participate in testing, administration of Pfizer product and 30 community pharmacies will work with the Moderna product. On April 12, the SAS government announced pharmacies would begin administering vaccines through the h based sequence for the general public and to pharmacy and grocery staff working in the building where vaccines are offered. As pharmacies begin delivering the COVID vaccine, we know there will be an increased risk of exposure to those frontline staff working in those facilities. By making the COVID-19 vaccine available to staff working in the pharmacy or attached grocery spaces through the pharmacist delivering the vaccine, these workers will be protected, said Health Minister Paul Marion in a press release. We thought it was very important to get to that demographic and they have the capabilities in-house to be able to do it. If there's a pharmacy within a grocery store, we can certainly get them to vaccinate the staff right away. Merriman added, he's not aware how many grocery store employees there are in the province, but he believes it is a significant number. The provincial news release stated that pharmacies would require proof of employment in the facility where the vaccine is being delivered. The Director of Professional Practice with the Pharmacy Association of Saskatchewan is asking the public to be patient as pharmacies start working towards a larger rollout. Mila Bullock said individual pharmacies will be using their own booking system, whether that be over the phone or online. Pharmacy staff will have access to a patient's immunization records, allowing them to record the vaccination. Staff has also been trained on how to enter data for the province to keep track of how many doses are used at each pharmacy. I certainly don't know how to do that yet, but I will learn. With over 400 pharmacies across the province, this will give residents another option to receive the vaccine. A lot of patients we're hearing from really want their vaccines in the pharmacy because they like the booking system that we started to use during flu season. And for whatever reason, they are wanting to work with their pharmacists in increased hours, weekends, and things like this. The clinics have offered that, but I think it's just one more option for Sask residents. Bullock added that recently enacted legislation will allow pharmacy technicians and students to help administer doses. We're pretty excited about that. It will give us several hundred more vaccinators that can help out. As for the booking system, each individual pharmacy will be communicating the information with their community. Bullock said once a larger rollout is available in pharmacies, PASS is hoping to post a list of participating pharmacies on its website. Once the list is published, the patients will be able to go to that pharmacy and ask them the best way to book. Oh good. Bullock added that the pilot phase slated to occur at the end of April and beginning of May will deal with a limited supply of vaccines in a limited number of pharmacies, so the process may be different. We just want the public to know it's in process and to be patient because the pharmacies don't even necessarily have the information yet. Bullock said once pilot pharmacies are chosen, they will be communicating with their regular patients. Pharmacies will be abiding by provincial eligibility requirements for the administration of vaccines. PASS does not have complete details yet about who will be receiving vaccines during the pilot phase, but Bullock said it will be based on provincial eligibility requirements at the time, including HBA sequencing and the parameters that are provided for grocery store and pharmacy staff. That was a good article. I'm glad that they got the information correct. The next link that we have here is from CBC. It's called Saskatchewan pharmacists set to administer COVID vaccines. Ooh, looks like for this one, they interviewed Don Martin, CEO of PASS. I think because a lot of this information will be the same as the previous article that I read to you in its entirety, I'm just going to summarize the key points. It does say, Martin said vaccine administration will begin with the Pfizer vaccine on April 26th and the Moderna vaccine is expected to follow by the first week of May. Pharmacists are looking forward to being able to help contribute to the great work that has been going on so far in the vaccination efforts, Martin said. It makes sense that when you have a resource at hand that can help you get vaccine out that you must use them. This article is short. It doesn't seem to mention anything about the fact that there are pilot pharmacies. So that part, uh, they kind of glazed over some details, but they did get it partially correct. It's just not really the full story. Okay, circling back to our email, there's one called police pharmacists react to new prioritization from CKOM. It says more people on the front lines of the battle against COVID-19 pandemic will be rolling up their sleeves for a shot. The Ministry of Health announced Monday that vaccines will roll out for police officers, firefighters, public health inspectors, and staff in grocery stores with attached pharmacies over the next few weeks. The move is something that has Rick Barassa, the president of the Sask Association of Chiefs of Police, feeling optimistic. Of course, we are happy with that news. We have been, for quite some time, quite aware of the risks that our frontline officers take while policing during this pandemic. We're quite happy to see that prioritization is coming forward, the chief of the Moose Jaw Police Service said. Police have been asking to be bumped up on the list for vaccines for months in Saskatchewan. Barasta said that thanks to the high possibility of COVID-19 exposure, it makes sense to protect every officer. Across the province, police officers are often engaged in very close contact in some very stressful conditions as it were, let alone add a pandemic into it. So to have the additional protection of the vaccine is really essential. It is likely those shots will be appreciated as a number of officers in Regina and Saskatoon have had to isolate after coming into contact with the virus since the pandemic began. Police officers have really been carrying a heavy load through this past year. Vaccine doses will also start rolling out at pharmacies the week of April 26th. Dawn Martin, the CEO of Pass said that there's a lot of work ahead, but she's looking forward to playing a part in getting shots out to the people in our province. Obviously, everything is highly dependent on supply and stuff like that, but we're gonna start with a staged approach, she explained. She said pharmacies will likely start out by giving the Pfizer shot in Saskatoon, Regina, and nearby communities. She said the province's original plan was to use Moderna doses because they're easier to store and transport. However, that changed and could have an impact on the early days of vaccines in pharmacies. The Pfizer one will have to go out to communities that are pretty close, either Regina and Saskatoon, or within about a two-hour radius because of the shipment and storage requirements and the viability of vaccine once it's thawed. On top of the general public by age range, pharmacy workers and grocery store staff who work in the same building as a pharmacy will be eligible to get their shot. That's a practical idea according to Martin. There is certainly some pragmatism to this, right? If you have a pharmacy within a grocery store, it does make a certain amount of sense to have folks in the grocery store have access to vaccines that are available in their pharmacy. However, there is one important factor to keep in mind. This is kind of new for us as well, so we're just wanting to make sure that demand doesn't exceed the supply in the early days of the pilot before we know for sure that there's going to be absolute stable supply coming into pharmacies. Other than that, we think it's a fairly pragmatic way to protect our essential workers. Giving out shots is not the only way pharmacists will be helping the vaccine roll out. Leading up to the doses' arrival, they will get special training to educate people about vaccines and convince those who have concerns to roll up their sleeve. We all are aware that there will be a certain amount of the population who are hesitant to get their vaccines, Martin said. If someone is coming in for some unrelated business, like picking up a prescription, a pharmacist can check to see if they're eligible to get their shot. If that person is hesitant or worried, the training will allow staff to educate them on the vaccine. They can talk through much of the concern, or maybe the information or the disinformation that is out there, and hopefully push them towards getting vaccinated, she explained. That article was kind of a mixed bag, I would say. It uh, interviewed a police officer, as well as got a little bit of the details muddy about the pharmacy rollout. It clearly quoted Dawn as mentioning that this is a pilot phase thing, but nowhere in the article did it elaborate on that. So uh, yeah, there's definitely gonna be some work for us to do when we get a whole bunch of phone calls for people wanting to book their appointments for Pfizer vaccine at every pharmacy that exists. There's another news article here. This one is from the Saskatoon Star Phoenix, and it says COVID-19, Sask limits all private indoor gatherings to immediate households only. Okay, I've gone back into the past weekly update. We are on our last couple of points here, webinars and education. Public Health Agency of Canada has a webinar coming up on April 21st. And it says, COVID-19 Vaccine Emerging Issues Webinar, Vaccine-Induced Immune Thrombotic Thrombocytopenia. Ah, it'll be live, so I don't know how long it is. Uh, You'll have to find out. It's scheduled to be half an hour. It says 1.30 to 2 p.m. And then there's also a webinar from Canadian Healthcare Network on May 12th from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern Time called Understanding Novel Vaccine Technologies. If you are interested in those, you should register for them by clicking on the links in the April 16th, 2021 PASS weekly update. Well, are you guys all nice and limber and ready to get back to work on the front lines in your pharmacies? My spine is still crunching, but better than before. So, I mean, what more can you ask for, really? This is the path we have chosen. And with that, I shall bid the adieu. We have completed our mission of reading through the past weekly update from April 16th, 2021. And I will talk to you again probably next week when we read our past weekly update that is sure to come out on Friday, April 23rd.